Welcome back to the Suitors Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how the battle kicked off with the six putting up a stiff resistance at Lohgara Fort, which is about a kilometer west of Darbar Sahib along the path to Lahore. So they intercepted the Mughal forces who were trying to pull a quick one entering the city in the dark of night to capture Guru Hargobind and the Hawk. But they were met with cannon fire by the six there. And Guru Hargobind had a wooden cannon, which was not unusual for the time. Six asked the Guru what they should do about the lack of ammunition. Guru Hargobind told them just to use whatever they could and fill it with tur. Some commentators translate this as just as dirt. But tur is also used for gunpowder, not an uncommon name for a gun as well in Braj. Turi, that which contains tur powder or gunpowder. So this tactic of just loading up a cannon and firing it off was a common strategy of the time to create panic within the enemy lines. Chapter 7 now describes how Guru Hargobind had sent Navala to get the family of the Guru and then he says to his generals, There are 25 warriors within Logar Fort. They are putting up a stiff resistance, letting off their rifles. The cannon is sounding off so loud there. They have stopped the fight for now. They have let us know the Mughals have arrived, but for how long will they continue fighting? The enemy's army is quite large. Thousands have come ready for war. We should be fully ready for when they arrive here. It's quite dark now, darker than usual, like a storm has arrived from the dust rising because of all the horses in the area. So everyone should just stay together, remain in formation. No one for any reason should split up. When daylight comes in the early morning, then we'll strike down and kill these Turks. The warriors heard the Guru's call to action and were all filled with great enthusiasm. They were saying, Oh, true Emperor Guru Hargobind, with your strength, we'll destroy them. What are they? They're small numbers. We'll finish them off and we'll take Lahore as well. Shah Jahan might have to just hide away in his fort. Otherwise, we'll grab him out as well. When our vicious swords flash and clash, then you'll see the battle in its full form. At that time, Guru Hargobind then sent some more Sikhs to the residents telling them, go quickly to the residents. Don't wait at all here. Tell them not to have any greed or attachment to their possessions. Make sure they're not busy just packing things. Just leave everything behind in the house. But quickly leave the residence and go down to the path to Ramsar Sarovar. Make sure both in front of the family and behind them there are warriors make sure the family is circled like this protected in this manner make sure that nobody fires off at all such that people would hear that there are warriors in the area so these extra six then quickly went to the residences and everybody inside was panicking and quickly getting ready one sick was sent by guru hargoman to get kola and that sick told kola as well i don't have any greed or any attachment here to your things just quickly Leave the house, come quickly with me. Understand that the army of the emperor has quickly arrived here in Amritsar. So Kaulan was placed in a palanquin, Mata the Modri was also placed in one. She was just so upset. She was heartbroken that her daughter's wedding was approaching and this disaster has now approached. She was thinking, you know, what should I take? What should I take from the house? But in this panic, she just left everything behind. The warriors picked up the princes of Guru Hargobind and held them while mounting up on their horses. The entire household was filled with items, possessions, but everybody just left it all behind. Sitting beside Mata Dumodri in the palanquin was Mata Marwahi, the newest wife of Guru Hargobind. 
Mata Nanaki was there as well with the baby Teg Bahadur at that time. With them, they had all their servants, their helpers, and they all left quickly in the dark of night where they didn't know what even path they were on. But, but in this darkness, they found out where to go and they headed down the path to Ram Sarovar. The palanquins and people were slowly trying to find their way in the darkness because the path was all scattered. It was just filled with some really large trees. The path was just scattered with dense trees. There wasn't even really a road there. So they slowly, slowly had to travel down and eventually they got to Ram Sarovar. The warriors of Guru Hargobind who were there with the family were just filled with Biradas, heroic spirit. Mata Kola had come separately with a Sikh and joined the rest of the family. When Guru Hargobind got word that the family was safe, he immediately then mounted up on his horse, went towards Akal Thakat, where while on his horse he galloped by it, bowed his head. So at that point in time, the Parkarama around Darbar Sahib and outside of Akal Thakat wasn't marble and people could still ride their horses in that area. So Guru Hargobind bowed down at Darshani Dhori before then doing some parkaramas around Darbar Sahib where he then reached the spot associated with Dukhpanjani Bedi, the tree there. At that point he recognized that there was about four or five hours left in the night before sunrise. So at that point Guru Hargobind then said to everybody, half of the warriors should remain mounted on their horses. The other half should bathe. After bathing, they should get dressed and strapped while mounting on their horse. The other half should then bathe. In saying this, Guru Hargobind dismounted, he bathed, and then getting dressed and strapped, he mounted back on the horse. He did some parakaramas around the complex before then, getting to the Darshani Diori, bowing down, and then went across and into the Dvara side where he bowed down at the door, and then again while inside. After bowing down, he stopped, he got up, he did a prayer. O Guru Nanak Dev Ji, your joy, your light is forever the protector of all Sikhs. Those who just for one moment remember you, all their pains and obstacles are immediately beautifully removed. Guru Nanak, great amounts of enemies have arrived here. Quickly destroy them all. Forever give us your hand and destroy these vile enemies and our problems. O Master, you are the master of all masters. You are pervading across all space, please grant us victory. Like how Ram Chandra's arrows never miss, your words are forever on target. You are forever the grantor and creator of peace and victory. Your very form is invincible. To Guru Angad Dev Ji, you are the moon of your lineage. My hands are clasped and I bow towards you. Please destroy this pandemonium. Those who have come into your sanctuary receive great bliss. You are the protector of the meek, the ocean of virtue. You show your servants the path to salvation. Your praise and service is limitless. You are greatly pleased by the service of your servants. You are the one who hides all glory, praise, miraculous powers. You don't show that to anyone. This is your mentality. O oh, house of happiness, please give us this blessing from your words. This army that has arrived, give us the blessing to destroy them. To Guru Amardashi, the pinnacle of the Palla clan, to Guru Amardashi, who there is no equal, no one is as charitable as you. You give out great praise and glory to your six. You distributed the 22 Manji positions to your six, liberating all of them. The world came humbly into your Dribar, your court, and with great amount of desires in their mind, you fulfilled them all. Those who came, you didn't see if they had love or not, 
if they had a good routine or good discipline, still you gave them liberation. This is your great praise. Oh, exalted Guru Amardashi, the treasure trove of all virtue, give us this blessing that will destroy the enemy and obtain victory. To Guru Ramdashi, who is the very form of Guru Ramadashi, your praise is crystal clear in the world. You who are forever bound by love, the great compassionate one who gives out blessings, even amidst Maya, the illusion, great wealth, you remained unattached, untouched through all time, forever absorbed in true consciousness of bliss, the divine. Those who bow down to you are made liberated. My forever salutation over and over again, I salute you. Your glory is embedded within the world. My hands are clasped, and I pray for this blessing, O Guru Ram Das, from your beautiful, powerful face that you grant me victory. To Guru Arjan Dev Ji, the Bhagavan, the Divine, you are the one to fill your devotees with love and the one to take away their fear. We, the warriors, have come into your sanctuary. Please keep our vow to fight. You are the one to grant liberation to all saints. You are the one to forever give your Sikhs determination and courage in the face of tough times. You are the giver to take them across to grant liberation. Wherever in the world one can see your greatness there. O oh, exalted Guru Arjun Dev Ji, you are the creator of liberation. All of us, your servants, bow down again and again to your lotus-like feet. Our desire is to destroy all the enemies at this moment. Please give us this blessing to kill them or to have them run away like deer. So this prayer was performed in Darbar Sahib, Harmandar Sahib, and then a loud voice spoke out, which everybody heard. It said, Go destroy the Turks. You have begun the first battle, and now these battles will continually commence for time, and slowly but surely the strong, sturdy roots of the Turks will be uprooted. You will be granted victory against a large amount of enemies, so strike down with your weapons fearlessly. Destroy the army of barbarians and obtain great victory. Guru Hargobind heard this and clasped his hands before bowing down again. In such joy and love, they all left Haramandar Sahib and then they did Parkaramas around Darbar Sahib. On the fourth Parkarama, they bowed down at the Darshani of Diori, and then Guru Hargobind called for his powerful horse, which came immediately to the Guru. Guru Hargobind mounted up, he had a vicious bow on his shoulder. The Guru's horse was extremely agile and quick, it was worth more than 100,000 rupees. This horse was so in line with Guru Hargobind, whichever direction the Guru desired, whichever direction he had in his mind, the horse would immediately understand where the Guru would want to go and at what speed and would adjust accordingly. So Guru Hargobind just rode off with his warriors ready and strapped for war. Guru Hargobind and his warriors were just desiring to jump into the mix of the battle right now. He went to Ramsar Sarovar to check on his family first, but no one had word where his daughter was, Bibi Vido. Everyone else was there. Bibi Vido was busy collecting her dolls, thinking that who would save these dolls, who would take care of them? So she was busying herself in this, while Mata Modri, her mother, was thinking, oh, Bibi Vido must be with the other mothers, Mata Marvahi, Mata Nanaki. And the younger wives of Guru Hargoban, Marvahi and Nanaki, they thought, oh, Bibi Vido must be with Mata Dumodri. So now, Bibi Vido was left behind in the residence. Who would go get her? Guru Hargoban then said to Singaprot, go take Baba Krababi and go bring back Bibi Vido. Make your life useful. 
taking the command, the permission from Guru Hargobind Singh Aparod left with a rifle in his hand, remembering the exalted Guru Nanak in his heart, desiring that the Guru would fulfill his mission. Guru Hargobind gave him a rosary, a sign, a symbol that they were sent by Guru Hargobind, so they would show this then to Bibi Viro, such that she would agree to come with them. Guru Hargobind also told them, if you encounter troops, if you need help, then shoot off your rifle and we'll send reinforcements without any delay. Be tactical about your approach. Make sure you do not get encircled. We have warriors here at the ready. They'll come to support you immediately if you need it. So these two warriors, Singaparoth and Babakrababi, both went on horseback to the residence. Guru Hargobind was waiting at Ramsa Sarovar, standing there at the ready to hear back about Bibi Viro. And that's how chapter 7 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how Babakrababi and Singaparoth ride into the residence of the Guru and extract Bibi Viro from behind enemy lines. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.